Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello, my name is Robin Swain and I'm a Programme Lead in the Development and Employment Team at NHS Employers. Welcome to the first in a series of podcasts on recruiting from your community, where we will explore how NHS organisations can tackle their workforce supply challenges by making sure their recruitment is as open and accessible as possible. Looking at examples of how other organisations have engaged with hard-to-reach communities to benefit their workforce supply. In this podcast, we'll be focusing on the private sector. I'll be talking to Sir John Timpson, Chairman of Timpsons. Timpsons are a multinational retailer that prides itself in giving people such as ex-offenders a chance to have the same employment opportunities as everyone else. So John, welcome. Firstly, specifically talking about the work that Timpsons have done in employing ex-offenders, what's the motivation for bringing more people who've offended into the workplace? Well, the motivation now is that they're very good. We've got about 500 now who are currently working in shops who've joined us from, from prison. And we're finding that they're more and more uh, moving up and becoming area managers and doing, we've got some very good people like that. So that's, that's now the motivation, that it, we find it a wonderful source of recruitment and helped by the fact that no one else wants to do it. Uh, I mean, the other motivation is the fact that it makes a massive difference to uh, reoffending. More than half, 61% of people leaving prison reoffend within two years. But if they've got a job, that drops to about 19%, under 20%. And our experience is way below, it's below 3%. Until you get involved in that, you don't actually sort of think too much about people in prison, but particularly people coming out of prison. And for a lot of them, we've discovered, their, their sentence really starts when they come out because it's very, very difficult to pick up their life again. Many have lost their family, therefore they don't have a home, don't have any money, no one will lend them any money, and then no one will give them a job. So it's not really surprising that they go back to doing whatever it was that got them into prison in the first place. Yeah, and we see this with quite a lot of different um, sort of marginalised community groups. So if you look at people who have uh, faced homelessness, similar sort of issues that, you know, obviously got no home, mm. struggling with money or no money at all, more likely to then move into the group of being an offender mm. to support their, yeah. their life, really. It's, it's quite a, a cyclic thing. Well, we've made plenty of mistakes doing that as well, by employing the wrong people from prison who were never going to turn their lives around. And just, um, but in fact, really we've been helped all along by applying the same personality test. My little Mr. Men recruitment test that I have of uh, making sure that we are employing people who are very positive and uh, keen to do well. And for those times where it's perhaps not worked out and that person's left the organisation, how have you managed some of the damage that that might do at a local level to those teams that that person might have been working in? How do you try and prevent any sort of stereotypes being built? Well. When we started, I was worried on two levels. Uh, one was what would our customers think about it, and the other was what would our colleagues think about it. And now, 15 years in, uh, I think it's fair to say that 
there's a lot of people out there that know us as a business that employs people from prison and regard that as a very important, if not one of the most, the, the most important part of what our business stands for. Talking to people, I, mean, I know, because you meet someone and say, oh, you're the people who employ, that's wonderful, they'll say. Now, they wouldn't have said that 15 years ago. When we started, I mean, we had a, the Sun ran, a, ran a, an article with a headline was Cons Taught to Cut Keys. Uh, and I guess we were frightened. I actually had someone who said, I'll never take my keys to your shop again. I just showed how ignorant she was, really. Uh, so what we thought was a worry has been turned into a big plus. And then as far as our own colleagues are concerned, um, yeah, sure, a lot were nervous to start with. I mean, we didn't tell everyone. We only told the people who are working alongside someone who had been from prison. And they, and they don't get told what the offence is unless unless it comes out in a conversation. We don't encourage the, uh, the colleague who's joined us from prison to do so. We know, well, I don't actually know, but the person who's doing the recruiting knows because we've got a, we've got a duty of care towards both our colleagues and our customers to make sure we're not creating an unsafe situation. But, uh, but it, hasn't been, it wasn't long before our colleagues realised that these were people who actually, as I said before, were starting the real part of their sentence, and they could only get through with the help of other people. And they, were, they felt privileged that they were the people who had been chosen to help. And I suppose that goes all the way back to your recruitment philosophy of recruiting for personalities. And if you've got the right people with the sort of the right approach, mm. then of course they're going to accept these people into their teams and, and support yeah, them. Absolutely. And uh, if you talk to a lot of our colleagues now, they would say, one of the best parts of the job is the way we've been able to train and bring, the, bring on these people and uh, what uh, it's given them a lot of pleasure. The most successful recruitment of ex-offenders actually is, is the women. I mean, we've had a great success. In fact, we've got, we've got two workshops in women's prisons and the success rate out of that has been fantastic. And is that how you engage? Do you go into the prisons and engage with these people while they're still there? We do the recruitment. We learn very early on. We don't let the prisons tell us who we should have because uh, they don't understand what, what we need. And, uh, the first prison workshop we had was in Liverpool. Uh, and we thought it was great at the time, but we've since discovered they're in the wrong prisons because we, the, the regime was too tough in terms of the balance of power between the prison officers and us, we were being told we had to do it that way. And we needed to be helping people who were much nearer to their release. So we tend to work in open prisons now. But although um, we recruit from go into about 75 different prisons around the UK, and um, what, what works best and we'd like to do more and more of is what they call ROTL, R-O-T. Well, released on temporary license, which simply means that uh, they start working for us. They'll probably be within the last nine months to 15 months from release and uh, go out of the shop every day, go back to the prison at night. We've got about 40, 40 people plus who would have done that today. And some, if they've maybe we uh, work on, uh, on Rottle with us for about nine months, a number of them will then be, be, be the branch manager, they'll be promoted to the branch manager, they're still in prison. And I suppose that's part of their transition, isn't it? 
It almost makes it a seamless transition from being in prison to being in the place of work. You put your finger on it, but because as long as they go, continue to work for us, the day after they leave prison, you've got them. Yeah. And uh, the, the biggest success stories are like that. John, thank you very much for that. It's been really insightful, and I'm sure the NHS can learn a lot from the efforts Timpsons have made to support people who have criminal convictions into employment, and perhaps even change some perspectives around employing ex-offenders. In the next episode, we'll be looking at an NHS perspective on recruiting from your community by talking to Anthony Cobley from the HR team at the University Hospitals Birmingham. He'll be sharing how they've brought their organisation into the heart of their community to improve both patient care and to develop a workforce that's more reflective of their local community. We look forward to the next episode, but until then, thanks again. And if you want any more information on how to recruit from your local community, visit our website at nhsemployers.org forward slash your community. Thank you.